0: Let's turn to First John chapter 3, verse 2. Last week we were looking at verse 2, the first phrase, Beloved, now are we the Sons of God. We looked at that reality. And um, one day we'll be welcomed home. Remember looking at that last week, looking at Old Testament saints. In the uh, great time where we'll walk into glory and the saints come marching in. And we went through many that the Lord will introduce and the wonderful things they did for his praise and glory. Well, that we were considering on one of the questions we asked, and the second question we were asking and will answer tonight, the implications, or not a a statement really, the implications of being a son of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you, Lord, that we (laughs) can be called your children. What a wonderful thought in all the ramifications of that. Lord bless these thoughts to our hearts tonight and may we be encouraged and uplifted in this wicked world and by the knowledge of who we are in Christ bless now in Jesus name amen, amen. so the implications of being a son of god let's turn to second corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 and see the first implication here and it's a progressive thing. This is 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. But we all with open face behold as in a glass the glory of the Lord. are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. We have his likeness and we continue to grow in that likeness from Glory to glory. Now, <clears throat> when a baby is born into a family, everybody that's not of the mum or dad, oh, they look like, you know, they start <laughs> saying they look like this one, or dad, or mum, or, or uncle, so-and-so. And uh, <clears throat> they try to say, got likeness, you know, they've got the ears, and the nose, the eyes, whatever. Uh, hey, folks, we're born of God. We have... Should have continually more so his likeness. His likeness is also told in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29 that this be so. It says, For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the first born among many brethren. So, an implication of being a son of God is we have his likeness. We have his manners. We walk doing the things that he's pleased with in our lives. Secondly, we, in in Romans chapter 8, where we are, or where I last turned to, Romans 8, verse 16 and 17, we have an inheritance. If you've got a rich father, you usually end up rich sometime. It through an inheritance i said to someone your children one day i said your children are all going to be millionaires oh no 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 i said yes they are uh, because i know the, the what they've got you're gonna die i said and they're gonna get it or maybe they won't maybe you'll sign it over to somebody else and um <coughs> you think of the implications of that as Christians, it says in verse 16 of Romans 8, The Spirit itself or himself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children sons of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So we receive an inheritance being the children of God that is eternal life and then forever and ever with the Lord and what is his is mine and it reminds me in Proverbs it just comes to mind there where a servant who does the right thing in a family will be counted as a son and receive part of the inheritance and uh, last week we looked at how to become a part of a family three ways birth, birth. 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 adoption, adoption. And marriage, married to another, we are the Lord Jesus. And so as his sons, by all of those, really, when you think of the Christian, born again, um, adopted, and that's finally going to be realized at the rapture, and um, married, married to another. And so we're his, and we have a, a wonderful inheritance awaiting us. Thirdly, we receive his glory, Romans 8 and verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There's a promise of those who are his sons, we will have the glory that shall be revealed in us, his glory revealed in us. Uh, (coughs) Not compared. This world doesn't compare. The sufferings of this world don't compare. You know (laughs) If, if you have a zero here and you have a, all the bad things that are happening and the glory, the, the glory, the, the bad things are, compares nothing with the glory that Christians receive in eternity. So that's an implication of being a son. His likeness, his inheritance, his glory. And, well, Matthew 13, one about his glory, it shine forth, it says in 13 and verse forty three of Matthew There it reads All these things spoke Jesus into the multitude Mm -hmm. and not I'm looking at thirty four. Forty three Then shall the righteous shine forth yes they shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who hath ears to hear let him hear and so the righteous will shine forth eternally. And then I've underlined particularly in the, the one in Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, explaining it further, the glory that we have as his sons. It says, verse 16, which, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, you know, things get tough, yet the inward man is renewed day by day as we read the scriptures, meditate upon them, pray to the Lord, become like him, for our light affliction, our light affliction, just like the last verse, which is but for a moment, that's a lifetime, a moment, <laughs> worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So now look at the things that are seen that the things that are unseen. The things that are seen are temporal. And we ought to be reminded that as his sons, the glory that shall be revealed. We have his blessings also in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll go through, look at several verses in this Chapter 1 and chapter 2, as his children, we have been blessed, as it says in verse 3 of chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath what? Blessed us with all blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So we have spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, being his sons. In chapter 2 and verse 6 of Ephesians there, it says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, that's as good as done, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness through Christ Jesus. So we have that wonderful blessing as his sons. <clears throat> we, You think of... Uh, you can liken this to a father-son, father-daughter, mum-daughter relationship. You think of the more well-known your family is, the better knowing you are in the world, in society. But Christians, they know us not because they knew him not. Because they don't know our God. They don't know the blessings that are the Christian that they ridicule and knock and put down, they don't know how important these people are. They're sons of God and the blessings flow to them, now and in eternity. And and we we have a stability as Christians that the world doesn't know about. We don't have to be overcome by (laughs) the politicians and and all the decisions, by the situations that are developing around the world. We don't have to be overcome by them. We are his sons. We have a better world awaiting. Wonderful blessings. We have, number five, been accepted in the beloved. Chapter 1 of Ephesians and verse 6. Accepted into the family to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Only God can do that. We can't make ourselves accepted in the beloved. We might join a church, we might straighten up our tie and, and be all spick and span for Sunday, but that doesn't do it. It's being right with the Lord, and we are then accepted in the beloved. Chapter one, verse nine of Ephesians. We have the knowledge of His will, having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He hath purposed in Himself. And in a family, usually. They talk about things in a family. And they know what's going on in the family. And we have a knowledge of, you know, what's planned, what's, what's the purpose of what we're doing here as a family. Well, in God's family, is it any different? Hasn't he, has he not shown us as his sons and daughters, his will, his purpose, his plan? A wonderful privilege this afternoon of talking to someone for three hours and just saying, this is upset about this. I said, but this is what the Bible says. And talk about this. I said, but this is what the Bible says. And they just listened. And Praise the Lord. That they're willing to listen and talk about it. And, and, and think it through and give answers and reasons. Um, <clears throat> as children of God, we have that knowledge of his will. Do we know what's going to happen to this world? Do we know what's going to happen to us after this world? After we depart? Yep. Yes. Do we know what's going to happen to sinners? Yes. Do we know what's going to happen to certain countries? We could name countries that are named in the Bible. What's going to happen to them? To their armies particularly. We know what's going to happen. And people think you're mad. (laughs) They'll believe someone that's made a prophecy. Is it Nostradamus? Did he make prophecy? But they'll believe him before they believe the Bible. But the Bible is accurate. What has been prophesied and has been fulfilled is 100 percent accurate. What has been prophesied, and not fulfilled will be 100 percent accurate. And you can say it um, dogmatically but in the right tone of voice. <laughs> you can be completely confident. We know His will. We know his, we ought to know His will for our personal lives, but we know His will for the world. We, we are to pray according to His will. And what's one big thing that's on the heart of the Lord all the time? Why did Jesus come? That they might be saved. His will is that people get saved. People hear the word. Respond to the word. And and we can pray for the salvation of souls. Um, Yep. We're in on the secrets of the family. (laughs) You know, it says in the scripture, which in times past were hidden, but are now revealed. We're in on the secrets. And you can just say with confidence, This is what's going to happen in the world. This is what's going to happen to the world. This is where people are going to end up. This is what's going to happen to the evil one, to the devil. If they don't believe him, they should just look around. And that we know the will of the Lord. In the family, an implication is, he will gather us all together for a grand meeting in the skies one day. Will he not? And that's where the series of sermon from 16 or 17 that we did really comes from this verse, Ephesians 1.10, that in a dispensation, the the period of time set down in the fullness of time, when it's finished, God's plan's done, his will is finished, well, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are in earth, even in him gathered together in one who likes Christmas (laughs) why presents (laughs) or food or fun with the family (laughs) fun with the cousins you could choose all those couldn't you (laughs) yep it's uh, like that and I trust that when you get together as a family, it's not friction and tension like, oh, I really don't want to be here. Do I have to go? It's a glad time to get together and share a meal around the knowledge that Jesus came, was born, and have a wonderful time. You multiply that by thousands of times. That's what it's going to be like when this verse is fulfilled and he gathers us together in the fullness of time. And the, the Family, the first, the first family gathering for 2,000 years. That's what it's going to be, isn't it? And they're all to be together, all the saints. You say, go out of your mind, there'll be so many people I want to talk to, meet, and say hello to, and you know, you're going to start with um, family immediate, you knew, or, or the saints of the Bible, or the New Testament apostles. Uh, where do you start? I think the Lord will have it ordered for us that so we'll enjoy every moment of it. As we are gathered together, that's an implication and a fact, really, of being a son of God. Meeting with and gathering of the family one day. We have <coughs> power, his power working in us. That is because we are a son of God in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19 this time. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? God wants to work through us. God wants us to be committed, dedicated, set aside for him, holy vessels, meet for his service. And so let's be that as we take a stand for the Lord against evil and his power will work through us. Also, we're no more strangers and citizens over in Ephesians 2, in verse 19. Therefore, you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Murray referred to this, but the household of God. It's a building, it's a body, it's a bride, it's a household. I, I, they're all mentioned in the book of Ephesians. Not strangers, not set out, not a vagabond and wandering around lost and not knowing where we're going. We are of the household of God. And I've, I've put down next to this the book of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 3. And it talks there about the household of Moses in verses 1 through to 6. Consider verse 1, the middle of it, the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, faithful to the Father that appointed him to do what he did, as also Moses was faithful in all his house, the household, for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, the Lord Jesus certainly was, insomuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honour than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Now, verse 6 But Christ, as a son of his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now, when you are in your house, this is that family's business. This is their house. When you grow a little older and get a licence, you've got a key to the house, to the car and to the house. (laughs) And you're of that household. You can come and go as you please, and I suppose if mum and dad are in charge, there's no, you know, real late nights. No, and and who, who you invite in, they're guests. But you're part of the family. We're part of the household of God. We're part of the family. We've got the keys. We have access. We can come to the Lord in prayer. We can praise him. We can thank him. We can sing from our hearts. Not because we have to, because we want to. And, and we're not a, a special especially trained choir member to sing. We can sing from our hearts to the Lord and we know we mean it. You see an African choir singing to the glory of God and boy, they've got the volume. (laughs) They've got, I mean, not saying you haven't, but they have and you just got that ability and it's great to hear them sing about their father, our father, the Lord Jesus and all the blessings that they and we have in him. And so we are of the household of God. We have access constantly, 24 hours a day. We can go to the Lord in prayer and come boldly to him. Um, He will also as a son for the ages to come show to the exceeding riches of his grace. As it says in Ephesians, back in Ephesians now in chapter 2 and verse 7 that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now you have a little, Micah was sitting there a minute ago, he doesn't know all about these, what the blessings have been in a Christian house. And the little ones that come into a house don't know that. But as they grow older and more mature, they, they realise the blessings have been in that house. And they are shown... Wonderful things, I pray, from the parents to the children. And we as Christians have that same privilege in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we grow in him, we begin to understand, as it's said over in another passion, passage we may get to, he will freely give us all things. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, it tells us that as well. So the reality of being a son of God We thought of the grand entrance one day in 2nd Peter chapter 1 and verse 11 last week and the reality of and implications of being the son what it means in life and the restrictions restrictions as it says back in 1st John chapter 3 verse 2 behold now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be there's a restriction here isn't there. It does not yet appear what we shall be. Now, an artist's impression of a proposed building looks amazingly like the finished product because he's read the plan of the architect. And the more we read the plan of the architect, the Lord, from the word of the future, related to the past and all the blessings, the more we understand God. And so we grow in our knowledge of the lord even as it says in corinthians i think it's 12 second corinthians 12 that we'll grow in our we'll get to that one we'll leave it but john could not paint a perfect picture of what believers will look like in their glorified bodies we know we would be clothed with a garment clean and white as it says in the scriptures But there's a whole lot of things that we don't know. And Isaiah recognised this right back then in chapter 64, which is almost repeated verbatim in 1 Corinthians 2.9. In Isaiah 64.4, For since the beginning of the world men have not heard, nor perceived in the ear, neither hath seen with the eye, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him who waiteth for him. And now compare that with... 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, where it says this, but I but as it is written, Isaiah 64, four, I hath not seen, nor either ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But, and this is where I say the the more you grow in the Lord and read and meditate and comprehend but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit we begin to understand eternal things and what it will be like to be like the Lord Jesus Christ Um, so it doth not yet appear there are many things we do not know what will look like and what it will be like it's just a wonderful thought (laughs) that it's going to happen 2nd Corinthians 12 2 Paul said this and He could have, but he didn't tell us more. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body, cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell, whether him, himself, his person, was in or out of a physical body. God knoweth such and one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth how he's caught up to the paradise and heard unspeakable words which not lawful for man to utter. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. And so there he gives a bit of a brief that we can begin to understand, we can start to understand. But if we don't get into the Bible and and read the Word, there is that continued, as it were, restriction of comprehending the great things of God because the Spirit doesn't work in us. We might be grieving Him, and how can He work? Work within us. Job, in Job... I'll read this one, chapter twenty-six and verse fourteen. Lo, these are parts of his ways, but how little a portion is heard of him! But the thunder of his power, who can understand? (laughs) A little portion is known of him. If if we knew everything that we, the God is, we'd be God. But we're not going to ever be that. And we'll have his likeness. Um, What's the time? My my clock's all out of whack. 21 minutes to. Okay. Yes, we'll we'll have to finish there. (laughs) Time's up. But the the prospect reserved for believers, a reality, Son of God, a restriction, and it doth doth not yet appear what we shall be, and then the next two that we'll go into next time, a revelation (coughs) and a reason.